Welcome to a deeper conversation, episode one. Today's episode is about Moda'ani, which is the prayer that Jews say in the morning before even getting out of bed. So it's a beautiful little prayer, but not only is it a beautiful prayer, it's actually a beautiful practice. And I'm going to go through it line by uh, word by word, actually. It's only one line. I think saying Moda'ani, I timed myself. It was about seven seconds, eight seconds. I guess if you really, maybe after listening to this episode, um, have a little bit more intention and think about the words, maybe it'll take you a whole 10 or 12 seconds. But it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful prayer and it's a beautiful practice to get in, into every single day. So like I said, we say this in the morning, if you uh, grew up in an Orthodox home and your parents taught it to you, you probably, or maybe I'm just talking to, about myself here, just say it sometimes without thinking or just sort of mumble it very, very quickly and then jump out of bed. Um, but it's really worthwhile to take a step back and think about exactly what it is we're saying and how important it is to have this saying every single day in the morning. If you go online, if you go on um, Google setting an intention for the day, you'll see tons of articles that come up by all sorts of wellness coaches, psychologists, um, productivity coaches, people who are experts in time management. And they'll talk about why it's so important to set your intention for the day. So an intention is a little bit different than, let's say, goal setting. Goal setting, you have a bunch of things to do. You make a list of all the things you want to accomplish, and it gives you a little bit of structure um, with regards to getting the things done that you need to get done. Setting an intention takes a step back and looks at why you want to even make those goals in the first place. So for example, I might have a goal that I want to exercise today, but if I take a step back and I think about my intention, my intention is because I want to be healthy. And and that really transcends even the, you know, little nitty gritty of the goals. And this is what Moda'ani does for us. It sets an intention for the day. I have a client who's a very busy career woman, and she opens up her phone in the morning to a barrage of emails, texts, messages, agenda items that people have set for her. So one of the things that I tell her, I tell all, pretty much all my clients to do this, I tell myself to do this, is don't plug in your phone by your bed. So when I tell people not to plug in their phone by their bed, they always will respond the same way, which is, but I need my phone for my alarm. To which I respond, there's these things called alarm clocks that you can get. You get a little travel alarm clock for like eight bucks or something. I think I got one at Walmart for $8. Um, and it's just an alarm clock. It doesn't do anything else. Um, so you plug in your phone in the bathroom. I told this woman she should plug in her phone in the bathroom or in another room, whatever it is, wake up with the alarm clock and take a minute in the morning before you confront your phone and all the things that you have to do Rather than letting other people set your intention for you, you set your intention for the day. It's a very, very powerful thing to do. Um, I was listening to a podcast from, uh, I don't know, he was a motivational coach or something, and he was talking about managing your time well. And this was also his advice. to He said not to look at your phone for the first half hour of the day, which I think is a little... It's a lot. If you can do that, that's amazing. But I'll settle even for two minutes. But what he was saying is, is that you confront the day on your own terms rather than allowing other people to set your agenda for you, rather than allowing other people to manage your time. You decide how you want your day to go. And we've been doing this for thousands of years. Moda Ani um, goes back, the, the most earliest source that I could find for it was Tana Deve Eliyahu, thousands of years old. Um, the actual Pasuk of Moda Ani comes, is based off a Pasuk in Echa and Lamentations, but um, the the fuller expression of this little prayer comes a little later in the morning um, blessings. It's a prayer called Elokai Neshama, which we'll get into um, at a later podcast probably. The idea is that we wake up and we have gratitude for the soul that God gave us, for the day ahead of us, for being alive, 
And we don't say Elokei Neshama in the morning because, or we say it in the morning, but we don't say it as soon as we wake up because um, it has God's name in it. So we don't say God's name until we've washed our hands. And Moda'ani is meant to be said in bed as soon as we open up our eyes. So I'm going to read it and translate it, and then I will go through word by word just explaining it to hopefully give you a little bit of a better understanding of Moda'ani and therefore allowing you to just really maximize the incredible gift of saying this tefillah every single day as we start our day. So, Moda'ani lefanecha means I give thanks before you, Melachai v'kayam, a living and eternal king, shehechazarta bi nishmasi b'chamla, for you have returned my soul within me with compassion, Kama, last two words, Rabba Imunasecha, great is your faithfulness. Okay, so let's go back to what this means. So starting from the beginning, Modeani means I give thanks. And there's actually a difference of opinion. Not everybody agrees that Mode in this case means giving thanks, but that's the majority opinion, and I'll get into a different opinion at the end. But let's start with that. I give thanks, Modeani. We actually say it backwards a little bit, meaning grateful I am is how we say it. And even in Hebrew, it's a little bit backwards. The important thing here is that the first word that we say when we open up our eyes in the morning is thank you, gratitude. Gratitude practices are really, really, um, I've really been researched lately as far as shifting people's mindset. They're psychologically shown to work very well for people who are struggling with all sorts of mental health issues because what they do is they shift us into a positive um, place in our head. We are aware of the things we have rather than the things that we don't. Um, we're aware of our blessings rather than our lack. And we start our day with this. It's incredibly, it's an incredibly powerful thing to do. I'll often tell people that like, let's say at the end of the day, make a list of five things that you're grateful for and maybe keep it even very, very small as a way of noticing like the small kindnesses or the small gifts that we have during the day. This is obviously a big one. We're saying thank you, God, because I woke up and I'm alive. But the first thing that we say is thank you, which immediately starts off our day on a very, very positive note. Now, the next word that we say is I. So, Modeani, I am grateful or grateful I am. And um, I saw in one of this farm that I was researching when I was when I was looking up this Modeani that a lot of people would think that when we're talking about our purpose for the day, or we're talking about the service of God, that we would want to eliminate ego. And generally speaking, we, we do want to try to eliminate ego, but the word I here is very important because a person needs to acknowledge, acknowledge when they wake up in the morning that they have a unique and specific purpose in this world and that each of us, and if you're listening to this podcast, know that you are unique and special and nobody has existed before you and nobody will exist after you with your unique combination of talents and abilities and your unique purpose in this world. And every day that you wake up in the morning, when you say I, you recognize that you have a unique purpose today, and that you have a task to do, and you are special in the eyes of God. So that word I is very important. And the next word, Moda'ani Levhanecha, I am grateful before you. A Jew always remembers that at all times they're before God. And that should be sort of an energizing and uplifting experience, hopefully for most people, for everybody, for most people. We say, Shavisi Hashem Tamid, always remember that you're before God. Um, the next phrase is Melachai V'kayam, which is a living and eternal king. So we, like I said before, we don't use the word, we don't use God's name in this prayer because we haven't washed our hands yet. Instead, we use the word Melach. Melach is king. Now, there's lots of different ways that we refer to God. We refer to God as our father. We refer to God as our um, 
judge and at different prayers and different times, it's appropriate to mention these different relationships that we have with God. But we wake up in the morning, Melech is the most appropriate because we're talking about setting our intention for the day. We're giving a little bit of a mission statement. We're setting forth our purpose and our plan for the day. And our purpose as servants of God is to do the will of God. And the image that that invokes with the word Melech really puts us into that proper frame of mind more than maybe some of the other relationships that we have with God. So it really can kind of focus us very clearly on what our task is ahead of us. So we say Melech Haibakayam, which is a living and eternal king. So the word chai, I was I was wondering about this. What does that mean, chai, that God is living? Um, the the sources that I read said that it what we should sort of focus in on when we say that word is that the source of life is God. That internal renewal that we have every day when we wake up in the morning, the source of that is God. Melachai v'kayam. The next phrase, shechazarta um, b'nishmasi v'chemla, you have returned my soul within me with compassion. So every night our soul, the, the basic idea is that our soul goes back to God and God returns it to us in the morning. Now, the the soul, what we're, we're saying that we're, when we're waking up in the morning and we're saying, thank you, God, that I'm alive, what we're really saying is thank you, God, for my soul. So we're acknowledging first and foremost ourselves as spiritual beings. We're not saying thank you, God, for our bodies. We're not saying thank you, God, for the fact that like I'm breathing, that you know my arms and legs work. We're saying thank you, God, for returning my soul, for giving me that peace of myself that is spiritual. Our soul is what is is the essence of the divine that's within us. And that's what we're thanking God for, that we're able to be in somehow an elevated spiritual being in this world. Now, I saw in, um, I think it was the Olas Tamid said that our souls don't really want to come back to this world. Our souls want to be close to God. And every day, Hashem God, in fact, returns our soul to us and actively gives it gives us back our souls every single morning. Um, and bechemla with compassion means that you know uh, it's likely that we'll sin today and tomorrow, and we've sinned yesterday. But regardless of the fact that we make mistakes and we make errors, God, nevertheless, with compassion, gives us ch- chance after chance, time after time, to wake up in the morning and try again to be the best person that we can be. And as an aside. The, uh, it was the last time that I think that I saw this in, I said before, um, just he writes as an aside that we should remind ourselves to treat other people the same way, meaning people annoy us and irritate us and we'll, we'll push our buttons time and time again, but our goal in life is to be godly and we learn from God how to behave and in this very way, the way that God gives us chance after chance after chance and it always treats us with compassion when people kind of trigger us over and over again to take that lesson. So that's just sort of a little bit of a beautiful aside um, to this idea. But another interesting word here is the word be. Be means within me. So shechazarta be nishmasi bechemla. You have returned my soul within me. So probably a more accurate way if we were just looking at grammar would be to say shechazarta li that you returned to me. But we don't say that. We say be, which means within me, meaning that the essence of who I am is my soul. I sort of said this before a little bit, but maybe I'm saying it a little bit more clearly. Hashem is not returning my soul to my body. What he's doing is he's putting the neshama back in its rightful place. And he's actively um, returning, returning our essence, which is our neshama, back into its host, which is the body. So it's a little bit of an acknowledgement sort of that the essence of who I am is a spiritual being rather than just giving life to my body. Um, it's just a slight, like it's almost like a, um, like a sort of a little nuance, I guess, but I think a, a very powerful one. Um, 
And then the last line is, Rabbi Munasacha, great is your faithfulness. Meaning that not only are we starting off our day with a statement of purpose, um, that it, you know, we're starting off by saying, I believe in God, I have a divine purpose today, I have a job to do, but we're also acknowledging at the same time, and it's, I think, a very beautiful point that God has faithfulness in us. God trusts us, and God is giving us the ability to make our choices throughout the day. So I mentioned before that not everybody agrees that moda means thank you. Um, Rav Kutner says that moda is not hakar satov, meaning it's not gratitude. The word moda is an acknowledgement. So when a person says moda ani in the morning, what they're doing is they're acknowledging the fact that the source of life is God. And it's really more of a verification or a recognition of the fact of where my life comes from every single day. And I think both ways that you look at it, it's still either way a, a beautiful statement. But... Um, in this case, you're just sort of affirming your faith in the morning and you're acknowledging the source of life. Whereas in the way that most people usually translate it, it's uh, it's a statement of gratitude. I think both can sort of exist at the same time. So I, you know, I think it's, it's kind of nice to have both of those translations. Um, there's a beautiful book called Have a Little Faith by Mitch Album. Mitch Album wrote um, a few really nice books. He's probably most famous for his book, Tuesdays with Maury, in which he wrote about connecting with a professor that he had, uh, an old professor, beloved professor who had ALS. And he writes about going back to visit him every Tuesday and sort of the life lessons. These like a little, very readable books. Seven years later, his childhood rabbi, um, Mitch Album is not a religious man as far as I know, but his, his childhood rabbi contacted him and asked him to write him his eulogy. He was very, very sick. And he reconnected with this rabbi and I guess through the book, explored ideas of faith with him. But he talks about in this book going to visit his rabbi when his rabbi was in the hospital and he was very ill and he was taking various different medications for pain. But he felt that he didn't need any, he noticed that he didn't need any type of medication for peace of mind. And the way that Mitch Album put it is, um, I'm just going to actually just read straight from the book. He said, um, his morning prayers began with, thank you, Lord, for returning my soul to me. When you start that way, the rest of the day is a bonus. And that always struck with me as a way of just, you know, like, you you know, everything is up from there. Every day is a gift. Every day is an opportunity. Every day is a new chance to start over again. And like I said, one of the wonderful things about Moda'ani, it's not, it's obviously a beautiful prayer. It's a beautiful line, but it's a beautiful practice. Um, and taking a few seconds just to think about what we're saying gives us an opportunity to take charge of our day and decide the tone that we want to start our day with and how we're, we're moving forward. I, I would imagine that if we're really able to think and actualize what Moda'ani means, that little things would annoy us less, things that are troublesome, we maybe would be able to shift in our minds to view them as challenges and opportunities rather than annoyances and troubles. And that's an incredible gift that I think the prayer of Moda'ani gives us. Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up there. I really appreciate those of you who have listened. Um, if you would like to get in touch with me, please email me at a deeper conversation 120 at gmail.com. I really look forward to hearing from all of you. Again, a deeper conversation 120 at gmail.com. The next episode is going to be starting off with the morning blessings. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everybody.